Hello, and welcome to the relaunch of the Women Who Code podcast. For years, we've had a volunteer-run podcast led by Women Who Code board member Tara Hernandez, who did an absolutely fantastic job. She is now passing the torch on to the entire Women Who Code team that will be working together to bring you the best content possible with a brand new format, style, and sound In the coming weeks, we will feature conversations between diverse technology professionals discussing women in the industry, cutting edge innovations, the future of work, and deeply technical topics. Also ways that we can all work together to make the world a more inclusive place. We'll also be experimenting with new segments to inspire, inform, and engage the community. So thank you for joining us on this journey, and we hope you enjoy. Also, subscribe, rate, and comment. Hi, I'm Elena Percival, CEO and co-founder at Women Who Code, the largest and most active community of technical women in the world. We are thrilled today to have Monica Blaylock, who is an engineering manager at DoorDash. She is a mother, a woman who codes, and she loves building impactful products and problem solving in collaborative and diverse environments. Welcome, Monica. Hi, Elena. So as you said, I'm Monica, a technical woman. Yes, I have been in the industry for over 20 years with you know different roles, obviously started as a almost like a full stack engineer and kind of got my way into front end, really, really loved doing front end work. And about maybe seven or eight years ago, I decided to take the leap and go into, into management. And I'm here now at DoorDash as an engineering manager, actually from our office in Berlin that I just moved last week. I, I love that that office. I'm looking at you and it, it looks as though you're in a spaceship. Yeah, we're delivering food now to, you know, to space. That's our new mission. <laughs> is, that, is that the new mission? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love it. Um, so Monica, uh, I'm a DoorDash user, uh, so I'm very familiar with it, but maybe not everyone is. Could, could you just quickly introduce DoorDash and tell us a little bit about the culture? Sure. Uh, so DoorDash is a last mile logistics company. At US, we're mostly known for being a food delivery, but at this point, we're much more than that. Uh, our mission is empowering local economies. So if you think about small and mid-sized businesses and how can we empower them and have them being able to deliver their, their goods anywhere within that city, that's sort of our goal. So we work really close with merchants. We are laser focused on consumers and we use our logistics platform in order to enable that. Um, uh, Working for DoorDash. So uh, it's a very high paced company, uh, very, very high energy. We have a lot of goals. Uh, Tony said, you know, in the IPO day, you know, let's focus on the initial. We have a long, long way to go. So really big plans. So I would say, and this is what I usually say when I'm trying to, you know, when I'm talking in my hiring manager is just like, if you're looking for technical, big scale, challenging problems, a high pace uh, company and ability to have impact. What I, even though we are already a pretty big company, 
it's incredible how much impact each group can have. So if, you, if you're looking for that, definitely DoorDash is the way. As a woman in engineer, I would say there's a ton of investment on really, you know, giving you enough support for you to take your career to the next level. There is mentorship programs where you can have access to, you know, more uh, seasoned engineers. If you're at the beginning of your career, if you're in the mid of your career and you want to try management, there's programs in order to enable you that. And there's actually some for, for, um, for access to leadership. There's actually also a program where you can actually have meetings with, uh, with the M team in order for you to, as the company is really trying to diverse even that level. Yeah. So if someone was excited to be on your team specifically, can you uh, tell us what team they should be uh, inquiring about? Well, right now, if they're willing to move to Berlin, I'm more than happy to take them. I'm hiring Android uh, uh, web and backend engineers. So definitely, you know, we are hoping to launch in Germany and in Europe in the near future. And we really, you know, as you were, you know, as we talked before about how important it is to connect with our users, DoorDash is making a huge investment, not only in Europe, but Australia, Japan, to build local teams, to really understand the consumers, the needs, and really build a product that is not just a vanilla that is applied all over the world, but really connects to each user. So if people are excited and Europe seems like a good place, you know, to send them my resume. My LinkedIn is, you know, my profile is on LinkedIn. Yes. And if you don't want to move to Berlin, there's opportunities in the US, Canada, Japan, and Australia. All great opportunities. So you have um, a pretty exciting background. I had the opportunity to look at your LinkedIn. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about your professional journey? Sure. Yeah. So I actually grew up in Portugal and I went to college there. And after finishing college, I really felt like I needed to know more. Uh, The world was out there. So I took the opportunity to do this internship, actually. Portugal government at the time had a, a program that you could apply and they would guarantee you that you would work on the area you study, but you didn't know anywhere in the world you would end up. Everything was open. And I was lucky enough to end up in San Francisco uh, for a one-year internship at uh, Wire Digital at the time. Uh, if you know the Wire magazine, it was there in their um, search engine hotbot. Very few people know, uh, but it was an amazing experience. I ended up being offered a position there and uh, lived a little bit in the Netherlands while I was waiting for my visa and then finally settling down in San Francisco, you know, with my now husband and three kids later, you know, I'm making now the move to come to Berlin. So, you know, very, very exciting. Um, yeah, that's uh, an impressive journey. And um, I, I love the kind of different places that I, that I saw along the way and, um, and just really getting to see, uh, the depth of your experience and and kind of how far you've come as really a leader in the industry. Um, so one of the things that our members really um, struggle with almost is deciding what their path to leadership is going to be. And so as a leader, I'd love for you to reflect, especially from that time when you were an individual contributor, weighing the options, um, you know, how you ended up where you are and kind of what your thought processes or was in, in making that, that carving out that path for yourself. 
Definitely. So it sounds very familiar, that hesitation to be very, very uh, honest between and when to do that move from IC into management. For the longest time, I have to be very honest with you. I resisted. I was very concerned about, you know, not being uh, close enough to the code. I was going to lose my technical skills. And uh, I think my first, you know, opportunity as a manager was actually at One Kings Lane, uh, where I, I got to manage a, a, a small group of three, almost like a tech lead role, where I actually was still in a, a, an IC. And I really enjoy the collaboration to understand what people wanted to do with their careers and how could I enable that. Um, I actually, you know, then went to Square as, a, as an individual contributor. And I had, you know, my manager at the time was extremely supportive. And he said, you know, would you like to, this opportunity of leading, you know, leading the team? Fun fact, he was going on paternity leave. And, you know, and I said, you know what, I think it's time. Uh, I do think it really helped having a very, very supportive company. Square had quite a few programs that could really help you, women in engineering. I think I can safely say Square and DoorDash have been really true, true examples of, you know, companies that want to invest on underrepresented talent and really have programs that empower you and role, role models. I think for me, having some women at the M level, you know, really, you know, I'm a rock climber and, you know, I, uh, people sometimes say, you know, in order for you to see if you can do the, the move, you just have to visualize it. And I think it's the same thing, you know, in your career. If you see women that can do it and they can rep are good role models, that empowers you. And I think, you know, Square was a good example and DoorDash is uh, also, you know, has a lot of programs. I mean, I've took advantage of one of them with a Wolf program, which is one thing that DoorDash has, which is a six-month program for people that have, I believe, five plus years experience that want to understand, you know, management and sort of, to be honest with you, how to manage their career, right? You know, networking, how important it is, you know, presentations, you know, uh, representing your work. You know, I remember there was one about the elevator pitch, you know, be ready for that elevator pitch. You know, if you had Tony in the elevator, what would you say, you know, about your work? So learning to know what to think about and also getting to know was also a great opportunity to know other women within the org uh, was, you know, helps, helps you, you know, feel empowered and, and, and know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd love to bring us kind of to the present with my next question. Um, we are going through a, a time like we've never experienced before. And I'd love for you to speak to some of the things that you do to support your team in, in this time of kind of very serious global challenge with the coronavirus and um, even many other things happening. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I think I'm very fortunate with the team that I have. We, some of us had to, uh, you know, to work together for quite a little bit uh, time. So we build a good culture that was very welcoming to, to new people. I, I have to be honest with you. I cannot imagine what it's starting a job, you know, where you don't know anybody, you never see in the office. So a few things that, that uh, I really, really feel like brought the team together is that during standup, we have what it's called the question of the day. It's so we go through the work, we check everybody's work, and then we reserve five minutes, sometimes 10, where we each week, somebody is responsible for coming up with a question, and it can be about anything, right? But it's such a fun way to get to know your coworkers. You find all sort of things, you know, where they grew up, you know, things they like, things they don't like. And it's also a very nice way to, to just bond. So that's something, you know, uh, we've been doing, and I think the team really enjoys. Uh, it, other things like the import, we had um, 
um, once a month sort of a game. This team, you know, it's important to know what the team is into, right? But this team really liked board games. So we found a way of having, you know, some, some more relaxed time where people can just, you know, what we used to do in the office, right? That we can't do anymore. So really, you know, um, being able to, 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 you know, have some relaxed time. And then I think one thing that I actually really love that DoorDash does quite well is just the concept of a dash anniversary. So every time you have a one-year anniversary, you celebrate and you send an email. And that I felt like even doing COVID was even more important because it was a nice way for you to get to know some of your coworkers, not so much in your direct team, hopefully you know them, but, but you know, from other teams that, and to learn a little bit about them, the fun things, you know, uh, and, you know, what are they good about? It's really like taking a moment to, you know, learn and, and celebrate others. Yeah. Yeah. Um learning and celebrating and, and getting to know um, your team members is, is, you know, such a port, an important part of that building of the culture and, and belonging. Um, so I, I'd love to just segue into um, something that of course is uh, very important to, to women who code. Um, can you speak to kind of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and really what that means to you? Yeah, I mean, as a person that has been, uh, you know, in different countries in the world, I really, really, you know, believe that, you know, you can give a lot and you can receive a lot just from, you know, working, interacting with people from different backgrounds, different ways of living. I mean, I, I, I can safely say that I appreciate my country my original country, Portugal, more. And I can also see the, you know, amazing things that the U.S. has. And hopefully I'll find out now about Germany, right? So really, uh, and just also the co-workers, you know, uh, different ways of working, different ways of thinking. And if you think about it, I mean, I've done mostly product engineering all my career. I'm not building a product for one type of people. You know, our audience is very diverse too, right? So having different perspectives, it's really, you know, for me, it's just fundamental, not only, you know, as a person, but really, to be honest with you, even at a, as a business, it makes total sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for, for sharing with that, especially how, how important it is um, from the user perspective. So it's not just important for the individuals or the company. It actually also impacts um, the product and um, the, the user experience and overall yeah. uh, is just the right thing to do for the world. Um, so one of the things I'd love to kind of bring forward is something that we, we both share. Um, we are both moms, and I think that we could probably go on and on about this. Um, but I would love for you to um, speak to um, being a powerful and successful uh, career mom, how that's helped you, how that's challenged you, anything you would like to share. Definitely. I could talk for a long time about this subject. So uh, my kids are all teenagers now. So I'm in a very different phase from other people that I work with. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it was hard, you know, for sure. I think what I've learned, and I think in partnership with my husband, was really finding the jobs that supported me in the different phases of being a mother and really understand that, you know, you have to have the right setting to succeed as a mother and as an engineer. And now as an engineer manager, obviously, I can give you an example of this opportunity in Berlin. I could have not done it, you know, if my kids were probably very little just for, you know, very, you know, complicated reasons of how to move them. 
as a as a as a mom of teenagers, you know, I have the opportunity. To, this is an opportunity of a lifetime for my career of building a brand new team here in Berlin, and you know, being able to bring one one of my children with me, for example. But uh, I like to, you know, every time I talk to a mother, uh, it's just, you know, it's important to find the company that supports you. And if it's not supporting you, you know, it's not your problem. It's just that it's not a good fit and you need to find that place. And through, and through your, you know, the same way as you through your career, you develop different skills and you have different needs, the same thing as a mother, right? So it's very important to just be aligned so that you are happy in both roles are both very important. We spend a lot of time in our, in our work. So we want to be, you know, feel accomplished, but it's also important, you know, to come home and feel, you know, happy and be a, a happy parent too. So what do you think are some of the most important ways companies can be uh, supporting moms? Yeah. I mean, for, yeah, I mean, younger children, even not, I think for me, uh, flexibility in terms of the, you know, in terms of schedule was fundamental when my kids were small. I mean, you know, at 5 p.m. I had to pick them up from the, from daycare. There was just no option, right? I mean, there's, there was, you know, whatever was happening at the company, I could not leave my children at daycare, right? So for example, that for me was critical. I would do a lot of my work sometimes after, you know, the kids would go to bed and that's, you know, was my personal choice was being able to manage it that way. Uh, now, I mean, I still continue to think that, you know, just that flexibility in terms of, you know, you need, you have a doctor's appointment, you have, uh, you know, a school, a school meeting, et cetera, et cetera. It's important. It's different. Of course, my kids are much more independent. They will, you know, probably enjoy more when I'm not around too much, but, you know, very, very different. But I do think it's, you know, as a new mom, how can you, how can they support you? I mean, it's a big transition when you have your first child or your second child coming back to the office, right? You know, there's all sort of feelings, you know, you want to be close to your child, but you want to continue your career. So, you know, having places where you can breastfeed, you know, basic things, right? Uh, those are super, super important, which I see now companies investing and it really, really makes me happy because, I was not as fortunate, I have to be very honest, to have some of those things. And I know how, how much it affected me, you know, being able to do the things I wanted for my child. Um, yeah, those are just, a, you know, a few examples. Yeah. Um, so what are just some suggestions that you have for people who are in their technical careers right now um, to be thinking about next steps and how, how to activate that, how to tell companies that, that they want to rise. Yeah. So I would say, I think sometimes there's, um, um, a need to just be to please and, and to please not, I don't know um, if I'm using the right expression, but to just follow and just, you know, Oh, the company wants me to do so own your, own your career, you know, Really find your superpowers. Actually, this is something uh, Tony, uh, our CEO, once said, and I never thought about. I was sometimes so focused on what I wasn't doing well that I had to improve. No. What are your superpowers? And just double down on that. Optimize for success. It was something he said, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I never thought about it. What are the things I'm really good at? Because those are the things that you can bring to the table, right? Mm -hmm. And I think if you think of your career, and of course, you know, I would say, don't be afraid to try things. I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that go from IC back to, you know, management and you get to experiment and see if you like it. I mean, there's people that even do it just because they want to, you know, stay closer to technology or not. You know, people managing skills is very different than, you know, 
running a technical project. So, but I would say double down on your, on your superpowers. Uh, I love that you brought superpowers forward. Um, we, we talk about superpowers at Women Who Code as well. Would you be willing to share some of your superpowers? Hmm. Well, um, I'll, I go back to, you know, the DoorDash values. That was the one that resonates the most with me is be optimistic and have a plan. I think that's really my, I, I am an optimistic person at work and I have good energy. You know, I, I get excited easily. I really love to work with people. So I, I bounced my energy from other people too, but I'm always ready with a backup plan just in case things are not working out. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, be optimistic, but have a plan. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Okay. So um, I would love to wrap things up uh, with a pro tip. So if you could share just a quick pro tip with 300,000 diverse women in technology that could help them in their careers, what would it be? Um, the power of delegation. That was something I've learned as a manager that especially when you come from an IC role, you are a doer, right? You're down. And then to become a really good manager you really have to learn to delegate and just empower your team. And it's just, it's scary as hell at the beginning, but it's super powerful once you do it. And you really get rewarded when you see your team succeeding. Yeah. Thank you, Monica. Obrigada. Um, We really appreciate you taking the time to connect with us, but also just being willing to step forward and be a role model for the Women Who Code community. Thank you. And I wanted to thank the community and I wanted to thank the Women Who Code because I've been a member for a long time and it's really inspiring. And, you know, I think we all, uh, you know, together can make a difference. And, you know, in a few years from now, we are not needing to have to push the agenda on certain things because it's just going to be the norm. So it's really exciting. I appreciate everything you guys do. I like that. Optimistic, but have a plan. (laughs) Yeah, have a plan. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash Women Who Code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.